Welcome to Arcade Attack. A retro gaming podcast for up to four players. Welcome to another Arcade Attack podcast. Adrian here. I'm your host today. Uh, today, I want to visit a certain karate game. Before I open the dojo, let's let's welcome our fellow karate experts. We've got Dylan. Oh, no. Really? Are we going to do that? <laughs> We've opened the can of webs. We've got, yeah. <laughs> we've got Keith. Hi. Keith, oh, no. And Rob. Hi. <laughs> We apologise to all of our Japanese. We apologise now to all of our Japanese <laughs> listeners. That will oh, be it, the end. Of, it comes from a place of, of love. Yeah. Are we sure we people love. We love. Outside of Japan, do karate. No. Well, yes. Yes. Outside of it's Japan, funny you should say that, Rob, because in this very room, you're looking at a certain person who did jujitsu growing up. I did not karate. Tumbleweed. <laughs> I did judo. If you want to get into it, jujitsu. Judo. I did a well. I did two lessons of judo. <laughs> My brother did a karate. You so go. you know, I did Sega the Master the System. <laughs> <laughs> now that is offensive. <laughs> I sounded like Mario. Yeah. Sega right. the Master System. Back to my jujitsu story. What belt did you think I achieved in this in this certain black belt? <laughs> black belt. You are looking, and I don't quite believe how I got this because I certainly didn't earn it. Brown belted jujitsu. Wow, that's like the second one down. Yeah, it's pretty good, right? Oh man, I'm looking. How long uh, did you do jujitsu for? It's literally the first I've ever heard. Excuse of this. the pie pitch of my voice. <laughs> I'm incredulous. <laughs> See that tumbleweed's not tumbleweed anymore, isn't no, it? It's what not the, what is it's going not, on? Well, I I did jujitsu with my brothers. Uh, my brother Mike and then Chris, my younger brother, joined a bit later for quite a few years actually at um, the South Croydon Church Hall. That's quite near your house. Love that church hall. Every Tuesday. For an hour, I would wow. go down with my brother or brothers, depending on when it was. And I probably did it for about three or four years. You think you know someone. I know, right? And then they go and <laughs> unleash that. <laughs> unleash their jiu-jitsu prowess. Um, for the vast majority of that time, my jiu-jitsu master was a guy called Len. Len. And Sen- looked, Sensei Len? Sensei Len. Sensei and he Len. looked like oh, a proper villain from a, from a Van Damme film. Grease back hair. Kind of, you know, handsome, tough, but kind of sort of dead eyes. Okay. So Steven Seagal. He looked a bit like Steven Seagal, actually, <laughs> he did. He actually did with sort of, sort of a ponytail, but greased back. Um, he was, he was very good at jiu-jitsu. He was tough. He wasn't the best teacher. He kind of let us get on with stuff. He showed a few moves and we just get on. You do a brown belt. Yeah, but I probably didn't deserve it. 
if I'm being honest. It was that's almost so humble of you. You would say that's very karate of you. Move to each belt. Well, there was kind of sort of tests you know, every year don't you? or every sort of six months. And yeah, and it was kind of blase. Basically, if you turned up every week, you, you pretty much got a new belt. That's outrageous. Well, uh, that's so, contagious. This is yeah. contagious. Sorry. <laughs> what I'm saying is you're looking at a, a brown belt in jiu-jitsu, someone who probably didn't deserve a brown belt. But but when i done jiu-jitsu, there was a certain video game that I tried to learn moves off. And Street Fighter 2. In said jiu-jitsu. The ninja on the master system, like I mentioned earlier. <laughs> yes, the ninja on the master system. The certain karate game. the ninja game, on the master system just well, for a shuriken. I yes, tried yes. to mix. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> I tried to mix jiu-jitsu and karate together because I use certain moves from IK+. And I'll talk about these moves later. But some of them are pretty crazy, I tell you. One is putting the disc into the computer. <laughs> it was a one-disc game, I believe, yeah. If you were in a jiu-jitsu tournament, yeah. and um, you had to face off against one of your brothers, and he yeah. got a little bit injured, would you sweep the leg? <laughs> I would sweep the leg. Sweep the leg. Sweep the leg. Cobra no Kai. mercy. Sweep the leg. No mercy. Yeah, I would, actually. Um, and I'll do the crane kick as well, for good measure. Why not? Nice. Um, IK+. Plus. What does IK+, plus stand for? I kill you. Plus. <laughs> plus more. <laughs> it's pretty obvious. International karate. Plus. Correct, it is. Oh, this is, that was, that was a section where you come up with hilarious guesses. I'm not clever Keith. enough to do that. <laughs> Before we all knew what the actual thing was called. Well, I know. Oh, okay, plus. Right. International karate plus is a free fighter. Free. Three. I'm saying it. Three. Uh, karate Three. fighter game published by, or published in 1987 by System Free. So that they might have just got their name for we just chat free fighters. <laughs> um originally what what free platforms was it originally released for in nineteen eighty seven? Eighty seven. Amiga? Nope. No? I'm gonna say later. Oh C sixty four DOS. C sixty four. DOS no. Nez. Nope. Eighty seven. Amstrad. Oh. Amstrad, yes. Amstrad C P C. Yep. Atari something ST? Lynx. Nope, nope, nope. Got Commodore sixty four, Amateur C P C and the ZX Spectrum. I was expecting oh, wow. game. Okay. It was, it was. Ooh. Uh, but it's since then, it's been ported to many, many, many platforms. And I'm actually holding one in front of you now. I still can't quite believe this. Yes. Which I, think <laughs> I like, just... I like how you're holding it upside down as yeah. well. That oh, gives yeah, I'm, it holding, a... I'm holding it upside down actually, sorry. <laughs> uh, we'll talk about that said version in a minute. Uh, but the, the full list is a Commodore 64, Amstrad, ZX Spectrum. Then it later went onto the Atari ST, the good old trusty Amiga. The Amiga CD32. <laughs> the Game Boy Advance. The PlayStation, which is the copy the I've got. The Game in. Boy Advance. Game Boy Advance, yeah. It I came out pretty oh, good. So on that's the Game a Boy long Advance. time after it originally came out. No, that's what I'm just thinking about when the Game Boy oh, Advance. Yeah. Was. It came out the same, yeah, it was released in the same year on Game Boy Advance as the PlayStation. I've got the date later. Wow. On. I'll talk about it a bit later. And finally, the most recent version, whatever you want to call it a version, is the Virtual Console. It's available, it was available yeah, on the Virtual, virtual Console. Yeah. We, we're allowed that. Mm. Um, who made well, we know System 3 developed and published this game, but what, what gaming legend actually made this game? The legend himself. The legend himself. It's an Archer McLean game, isn't it's it? It's an Archer McLean. An Archer McLean game. What series of games is he also very well known for? The, the snooker pool games. Jimmy White's Whirlwind Snooker, that one. Yes, yeah. he is. Or Archer McLean's pool. I, I, I call him Archer McLean. It could be McLean. I don't know how you pronounce it, but we, we like him. How do you call him McLean? <laughs> McLean. We don't want to offend him. We, we, actually, I'm a big fan. He ma- he's made some good games, and he pretty much made this game single-handedly. Although, who did the music? Is it someone Joe that we've Someone we've spoken to. <laughs> Alistair Brimble? <laughs> nope. Oh. Uh, no. In real life, or? 
Ooh. Rob Hubbard. Rob Hubbard, yeah. Ooh. Oh, cool. I could have guessed a long time before coming up with that. But. Well, there you go. So some big names, some you know, not a lot of names attached to this game. Um, but it wasn't the first game in the series. It's actually a sequel. Is it the sequel to International Karate? It is. Yes. The sequel to oh. International Karate. Again, again, Keith just I just like being right. Because I, just like I was going right. to say IK minus. IK minus. IK multiply. Yeah. See? 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 Last loss. If this wasn't your house, lost. I'd give you a tumbleweed. Um, oh, before I go, <laughs> you can give me tumbleweeds. I don't get, I don't get offended. Before I talk about the first game in the series, uh, it's quite interesting that when the C64 version was first released in the US, no, not Europe, but US, it was actually titled Chop and Drop. Un, capital N. <laughs> What was, what was that GTA name? It. Oh, Race and Chase. Race and Chase. <laughs> Race and Chase. Chop and Drop. Chop and Drop. Chop and Drop. Chop, Drop and Roll. <laughs> Can you imagine those four? Like, chop, drop, chop and Drop. Chase and ch- Race and Chase. Chop, Chop and Drop. Oh, I don't know. Um, but yeah, the, the first game, which I haven't played, I put my hands up, but that was made in 1985. So this new expanded version came out a couple of years later. Um, Interesting. I've how. What is the whole point of a karate? What's what's the world championships? How do you get points? What's the whole point of it? It's mean? to kick someone in the face and you win. <laughs> you sweep the leg, bish bash bosh. Well, look, you have to to win. The objective of world karate championship uh, is to get the highest possible dan, which is a karate grade, which is your uh, your belt color, and hopefully become the world champion, and of course get the highest score as well. Um, ah, the game, the first game here, you, you, the karate fighters compete against each other on side view screens, and the scenery represents real world locations. We've got New York, Egypt, Japan, we've got lots of places all around the world. Hmm. In the second game, there's one location. There is one location. So it's, they've actually minus. They uh, minus they? locations, but I'm going to defend the, lo- the, the minus and locations later, because I think the, the new location's pretty cool. Um, yeah, so, it's a, it's a typical fighting game. I think the first game was well received. Nothing spectacular. It, it, it was good. Okay. It was, it was a well polished game. It was, it was good apparently. It wasn't anything ma- major. There was quite a few karate games at the time. Mm. IK plus is when it went up a notch. That's for sure. That's for sure. Before I stop talking about the first game, because I haven't really played it. I've just watched it on YouTube a bit and read about it. There was an interesting lawsuit against this game. Any ideas why this game was taken to court? Right, we're talking about the first, well, the first international, international karate, karate game. Oh. Hmm. I'm uh, guessing there's some international karate association and they thought they should have been owed money as part of some licensing dispute. Cl- that's close. That's very close. It's actually a lawsuit from a, a rival video game uh, company who made a similar game. Oh, okay. So, yeah, after the release of World Karate Championship in the US. Oh, yeah. So, uh, International Karate was called World Karate Championship in the US. So, it's, that's why it was taken to court. It, um, Epics, uh, which is, which is the publisher of this game, was sued by a competing video game publisher, Data East, for infringement of copyright Data trademark. East. Yep. Mm. Infringement of copyright trademark and trade dress. The, the dispute was about similarities to the 1984 arcade game Karate Champ and its home computer adaptations in 1985. So International Karate used the same coloured figures and had the same point system. Is Ooh. that is that a bit too close? Uh, I don't know. I if, don't if you're going to make a game about a, you know, a realistic karate tournament, it's going to be quite similar. Exactly. It's like yeah. saying all football games are the yeah. Are Ooh, because, you know, the rules we, are the we same. We have one nil and two nil. How dare you use the <laughs> yeah. same scoring system? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, yeah, the, uh, the, the initial trial uh, was that the decision actually went against um, 
uh, epics. And so Data East actually did win. They, they agreed that they, they, they were found guilty of infringing the copyright on, on Karate Champ. Uh, but how, oh yeah, and Data East obtained a permanent injunction against epics and an I empow- cannot believe that even happened. No. Well, I know, but an, an empowerment that, that, uh, restrained epics from further sale or distribution of World Karate Championship. Epics was required to recall from both customers and distributors all copies of the infringing work. Recall oh. it from customers. How crazy is that? That is madness. Wow. How well, would that even happen? <laughs> a little bit like the end of Karate Kid. There's a little twist in the tail, isn't there? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because the decision was appealed. Uh, to the United States Court of Appeals, uh, for the Ninth Circuit, there you go, who in November 1988 reversed the decision, stating that while the game was similar, it was not identical, and that one game company cannot monopolize one entire Thank sport. God there you go, yeah. Could you imagine? <laughs> Common sense prevails. Uh, but, oh, a slight last bit of this story. As a result, Melbourne House did not sue System 3, nor Epic's uh, as the game The Way of the Exploding Fist is also very similar. So apparently, I think uh, I, another games company was thinking of getting the muscle in. I remember there. playing that on the Spectrum. Ooh. I've never played that. What are your thoughts then? Um, uh, the memories are vague. <laughs> I just, I really remember the title screen and the box. It had a very, very angry karate dude on the box. Way of the and just obviously the title just sticks in the mind as it's well. It's a good title. You've really got to have an angry karate dude. I mean, you can't have like yeah. a, like a one with a smile. On, it, yeah. You're going to be like, the way yeah. of the exploding fist. <laughs> it's, yeah, it doesn't work. Could you imagine though, if this lawsuit went, went ahead and stayed, a video game, if you, if FIFA, like, so EA owned FIFA football games and. It would be so ridiculous. Yeah, they, they, well, they're trying, aren't they? <laughs> they are trying. Yeah. <laughs> they almost do. I now want to talk about IK Plus, one of my favourite Amiga games of all time. Huge game of mine. I don't know if Dylan, you've played it. You're a big Amiga uh, advocate over I've here. I've had a little whirl back in the day. <laughs> a little, yeah. little, little kick and a punch here and there. Yeah. Um, a bit of a mis- mis-kick or a mispunch, as, as the case may be. It's a good game, IK Plus. It's a really solid, fun game. That's why you brought us here today. You're like, goodbye, PlayStation okay standards. Or uh, well, I'm going to ask that question later. Mm. But for the Ami- even for the Amiga, the graphics aren't amazing. They're just basically taking the the previous versions, tidying up the graphics a little bit, making it a bit brighter. It's not a huge, amazingly graphical game, but I'll talk about that and how I don't think that's really an issue. What makes um, it so great? That's the thing. The thing is. It? The, the gameplay is absolutely incredible. It, the graphics, the animation is smooth. Okay. The graphics mm. are, are quite simple, but the animation of the characters, the hit detection is perfect. Uh, it's just so fun to play. And it's got a cheeky little bit of sense of humor in it as well. Okay. Good measure. Um, I tell you what, I was pretty good at IK Plus, but my brother Mike was amazeballs. <laughs> he actually, I can't believe you just said amazeballs. Oh, on a I, podcast. I, I yeah, what oh. year is this? We've gone, <laughs> we've gone a whole seven, what, 70, 80 odd episodes without anyone saying amazeballs. <laughs> Sorry. I said it. He was very good though. I remember very, very distinctly once he actually played the game and he got brown belt in the game. And if people were listening right now, that's a big deal. Is it re- like you? You were said like, you, you got brown belt without trying. Yeah, in real life. You should have said, "Yeah, I did it in real life." You know, it's like if someone threw a Hadouken in a video game, you could just go, "I threw it in real life." That'd be much more impressive. <laughs> well, I, I asked, I asked Mike about IK Plus, and I think he's more proud of the brown belt he got in the video game as opposed to what he got in real life because he got a brown belt as well. I can't confirm that's what he said, but that's what I think. Um, yeah. It's now a PlayStation game. When was it released on the PlayStation? <sighs> Got to be 97. This is going to blow your mind. I, oh, I actually think it's later, because I think it was something they what? probably put together for next to no money. Actually, yeah, he said it came out around the same time as the Game Boy Advance one, so yeah. it would be later. 
Um, it was later. I think it was 99. Yeah. I think it was ready actually later. 2000. On. Are you ready for this? Go on. This copy, of which cost me about £15, it's got a bit of money, was released in 2003. Shut the front By door. By Ignition Entertainment. Did you say shut the front door? <laughs> yeah. We've had, we had a major <laughs> shut the front door. Well, what next? What next? <laughs> Outdated references. That's incredible. Uh, that, a PlayStation 1 game, 2003. Absolutely crazy. I was going to say cray cray, but we don't want to wow. go too mad. Oh, we almost went AE podcast without anyone saying cray cray. Cray cray. <laughs> um, there you go. It was converted. <laughs> this version, the PlayStation version, was not com- converted by Archie McLean or McLean. It was made by Jim Bagley. And we like Jim Bagley. Like as well. a bit of Jim. Yeah, a bit of Jim. He, he's, he's, a, he's a good, respected uh, programmer. Um, let's, let's talk more about the game and how it was developed. Let's go back. Let's rewind the clock a little bit. Um, yeah, so we, we spoke about Arch McLean was pretty much the man behind this game. Uh, the music was written by Rob Hubbard, but the music for the Amiga version was arranged by Dave Lowe, bizarrely. Um, I've got a great interview here, not for, uh, unfortunately not for us, but Archer gave a great interview to Edge Online in 2009. And he spoke about the making of this game. It's very, very interesting. So the first question was, was the free player concept present from the start? And now that's unusual. Mm. That is unusual. Let's, name me another fighting game. Two on two. It's not really a two. You know, no, it's always usually one on one fighting one on game. One. How does that work though? Like in ah. terms of gameplay, you're gonna come onto that later. I'll come onto that. I do explain it. It's, it's pretty. You clever. have to beat the other guys up. You do, <laughs> but, there's but in a terms of gameplay, there's like, a bit more to it. So, do you want to hear some quotes? So, was it supposed to be free player from the start, or free free players on, on the screen at least? Yeah, absolutely. I had the idea at the back end of the IK IK One development. I wanted to introduce the third player because it meant it was a free for all melee, one player against two computer players, or two players against each other and a computer player, or two players against a computer player. You were given the choice to cooperate, and I love that. And this is something that my me and my brothers used to do. We play the game together. It's it's all against all, but you could strategize a little bit. You could you could pick on the computer player and purposely try and uh, not not fight fight your your brother, and you can you can go up in belts. And another bit of, bit of, that's quite interesting in the game, I think, is as soon as you in the middle of a fight, your belt can change. You can get a white belt to red belt, a uh, brown belt to black, a brown belt to black belt straight away. It just changes mid fight. I think if you lay a punch, you get enough points. Your belt can change. That is pretty cool. So there's some good belts there. What sound effect is there when your belt changes? I don't know if it makes any sound effects, truthfully. Wow. Your belt has changed. <laughs> <laughs> I think it should be something like... <laughs> belt change. Power Initiated. Up. Yes, Power up. I like that. <laughs> ah, the game's moves. It'd be like, like, sorry, King Arthur, the Knights of the Round. When like you get a certain amount of points and your armor powers up. That's what it should be. <laughs> That's what it should That's be. That's what it should be. Um, you know what? There's a lot of moves in this game. There's a lot of moves. Uh, I'll talk about the moves in a bit more detail. But Archie goes in a bit of detail. One of my favourites is the headbutt. It is one of my favourites as well. Is I agree that a, with him. officially recognised karate move? In IK Plus it is. Okay. In IK Plus it is. <laughs> Remember, they couldn't officially licence anything. <laughs> <laughs> and the headbutt is so quick. He, he says it's quick. There are two frames of animation and the speed is pretty spot on. It's like... And you can literally headbutt really quickly. Are they the noises the game makes or the noise you make when I'm, you play it? I'm kind of trying to imagine the game here. <laughs> okay. But you can literally like headbutt... Like, like you're doing a, a crazy walk. And it's really quite satisfying if you make contact with the headbutt. A Glasgow kiss, if you will. <laughs> and it's worth a lot of points. Oh, okay. 
It's worth a lot of points, I tell you. Um, yeah, another another move, another was a, and it, it was spectacular if you got it right. This is what Archer says was the double face kick. I kid you not. You can do a double face kick, and it was inspired by Jackie Chan in the Cannonball Run. Inspired by that. So there's one point where he's having a fight with two bikers, and he suddenly jumps up and and cracks both of them in the face in at the same time. It's very, very impressive, and apparently it was a real, it, it was real. He really did break one of the guy's jaws doing this. It just looked at it and thought, wow, I've got to have that, and then spent ages trying to draw it. So how cool is that? You can potentially hit two people at the same time by doing the crazy. That is pretty cool. The pretty crazy double, um, well, the double, the, the double face kick. It, it must a, be quite hard though, especially because you're reliant on your, oh. both your opponents being in exactly the right spot. It's like, Thinking back and see how many times you've seen a shooting star. That's how many times you can, you've, you've, <laughs> you've access, you know, you, you made your double, uh, leg kick hit both faces at once. It doesn't happen often, Keith, but when it does. Satisfying. You remember it, alright. <laughs> um, ah, uh, the animation. It goes into loads of detail here. It's really interesting. I've always been able to draw on animate cartoons, although it's often a very painstaking process. There were loads of karate games around the time. Karate Champ, uh, Fist, for example, which was a big favourite of mine. And a lot of them featured all the same sort of moves. I wanted to do something that was different. Now to this, the something like the backflip. Now you can do lots of cool backflips here. Really, really, really excellently animated, which hadn't been put in a game before. I tried all sorts of things. One was just drawing it, but I couldn't get the flow of it right. Uh, then I went out and bought a video camera and filmed myself jumping around. That didn't work either. I'm assuming he's not the most surprise, flexible. Surprise. <laughs> Can you imagine us trying to film a backflip? I think <laughs> yeah. it wouldn't go down well. Are you suggesting most game programmers aren't the most... Can't do, flat backflips. Can't do yeah. backflips. Yeah. I, well, Archer's big enough to admit that, to be fair. How, <laughs> how do you think he... What was the thing that inspired him? What was the big thing that he, he that managed to get this amazing animation in place? It's a certain film. Ooh... Film with backflips in. You're yep. gonna have to give us at least some clue. For this. Yeah, it's a musical. Oh, I can see it in my head, but I can't remember which one it is. It's like they it's like a big musical number, and I think it's like they go to the wall. Literally, like they kind of. It's two steps on the wall, and they and flip, flip over, over. But I can't think Ooh, what it is. I'm not sure. If, well, I'll give you another clue. This pretty. This will clinch it now. It stars a certain John Travolta. Yeah, um, Greece. In fact, I can tell you which dance it is. Okay, it's the one. It's the one for um, when they're fixing the car. It's Grease Lightning. Grease Lightning. Right? Cool. Yeah. I'm okay. not a huge Grease fan. No, I'm, me not. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Rob that's is. how they do it. Like they kind of take, t- they go up to the wall, like take two steps and then flip over. Well, I'm not 100 percent on so that. that or maybe the... it could be off the boot of the car. Well, do you want to hear Archer's uh, take on things? He said one afternoon I happened to be watching Grease with my girlfriend. At the very end, yeah, with his girlfriend. of it, <laughs> there's a fairground scene. Fairground scene. Fairground scene. And oh yeah, right at the end. And in the background, sideways on, there's a guy doing a backflip. I watched it over and over and over, and said, "That's it, a real person doing proper backflip." It was perfect. Can you imagine him rewinding that, and just yeah. watching it? His girlfriend thinking, "What the? <laughs> yeah, what are you doing?" <laughs> Rather well, that than him rewinding it to the bit where, like, Livy John goes stud. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Anyone's watched that knows how awesome that bit yeah. is. Stood. Um, equipped with an expensive video recorder with a suitably static pause function, uh, McLean, uh, 
perform minor surgery on his television, opening and adjusting it in order to vertically stretch the figure to the size he required for IK+. So he actually made wow. the screen the right size for the character. Uh, I then placed a piece of cellophane over the TV, froze the frame, then drew an outline around it with a pen. That's got to be hard when you consider videos back then. And when yeah, you pause be. a video, it oh. just jumps, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah it's when, kind of jumpy and yeah. you never get the frame you actually want. No, exactly. Well, he said he, he'd, I'd advance it by two frames, then draw the next piece go. of animation. I did dozens. I then took the cellophanes and put it over my computer screen, painstakingly uh, recreating each image in pixels. Uh, that then formed the primitive motion capture, which gave me the speed of body movement. He did motion capture. Yeah. He's literally done right. motion like, capture so, yeah, with a bit of tracing. That's how he did yeah. it. And the back, the back, the backflip is absolutely incredible. It's brilliant animation. That's some dedication. It's a really quick way of moving across the screen. It's the quickest way of getting right. from one side to the other. You'd think walking is, but it's not. Yeah. Trust me, backflipping is the best. And it looks awesome. The animation in this game is incredible, and a fair play to Archer. Mm. He was trying new things out, mm. and I respect him for that. Um, one fixed screen. The yeah, game has there is one, one fixed yeah. screen. Yeah. Doesn't have any other locations. One location, purely fixed. Mm. Doesn't move left and right. Does that sound bad? No, I quite like games that just have one big <laughs> screen, <laughs> as the listeners will know. So, yeah. <laughs> do you do you know what? It's it works perfectly for this game. It's perfect. The screen is quite zoomed out. Um, the characters are quite small anyway. That uh, it's so vibrant and colourful. It's a, like a beautiful scene. I, I assume it's in Japan or China. I, I don't quite know where it's from, but is it with the, It's got like the red. Is it yeah. like almost like a gate? It's got a red yeah, gate in the background. Japan. A beautiful yeah. sea. Um, and do you know what? Uh, there's a few Easter eggs as well that pop out in the background, which I'll talk about a bit later. Um, so, like I said, there's three. I'm going to pronounce this wrong, I'm sure now. Karateka. There are three Karateka fighters against each other. I, yeah. I thought Keith would right. me then. Yeah, yeah I, I think that's pretty good. And you fight on this lovely beach, trying to be the first to score six points. Now, I didn't right. do karate growing up, so I can't tell you if six points is the <laughs> is the official point score. I was a jiu-jitsu man myself, but you had to, the first <laughs> to six points wins. How can someone win if there's three players, though? How, wh- how can you determine it, who gets knocked out? One has to be killed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to the bitter end. Fight to the death. Yeah. It's a point system. So if you got six points, the person that got four points or four hits, or whatever you want to call it, would go through, and the person who maybe got one hit would be yeah, knocked yeah. out. But then you play another round, and all of a sudden there's still three fighters again. Um, but obviously, as you progress in the game and your belts improve, mm. the players get more difficult. The fighters get more difficult. Um, so yeah, ah, after every two rounds, there is a bonus game. There's a bonus game. Mm. And this is either deflecting bouncing balls or kicking oh, yeah, the away bouncing balls bombs. Thing. Yeah. And do you know what? Bombs? Ah, where did they come they're from? They're quite it's not as good as barrels in a like a winery, or is smashing it? up someone's car. Ah, do you know what? <laughs> easy, easy, boys. easy now because I think actually my brother Mike made a good point about this. This was eighty-seven. This was eighty-seven, and he said, and I don't know when Street Fighter Two was made for the arcades, but he said that maybe this game, ninety-one, this was maybe the game that gave the idea could to fight be. games to no, bonus be. rounds. But when was could the original be. Street Fighter made? I, that was eighty-seven, wasn't it? No. Well, I, think it, I think it was 87. Well, I'm going to say I don't know if that has bonus. I'm going to say Archer invented this, so there. Okay. I can't guarantee we'll that. We'll give it to Archer. <laughs> yeah, we'll give it to him. But the bonus games are great. I love it. The 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 bouncing ball game, what do you have to deflect the balls away? Just your your, your fists palm, and your feet. Eh, eh. 
Incorrect. You have a shield. You oh, have shield. a shield. Oh, shield. Karate shield. The, the noise. Shield. The noise of when you, you literally, it's, it's like a, you can, you can basically move left or right, up, middle, down. So you've got six kind of areas yeah, to yeah. sort of deflect. And the noise it makes if you get the, the balls. So is uh, it like pong? It's like Pong. You but with your weight. <laughs> of course, the bouncing balls speed up, don't they? The, the further you get, it gets quite tough. And you have to go left and right. Ding, 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 ding. And what's quite interesting is uh, you, you eventually get these bouncing heads that come in. Real like <laughs> karate heads that come in. They make a sort of thud, a thud noise. Let me try and reenact it. Oh, no. That's it. A kind of thud noise against the, against the shield. I looked this up. Go on, then. And I can tell you when the actual dates were. Oh, go on. Oh, here we go. Archer wins. Uh, Archer, this game came out, first release, October 1987, on the Virtual Console C64. Roughly about a few weeks after Street Fighter came out in the arcades on August 30th. Ooh. But I don't know if the original Street Fighter had bonus levels. I don't think the original Street Fighter did have it. Mm-hmm. So I think maybe he might have invented that particular kind of thing. Let's it's give it to Archer. Let's we'll give, give it, it to Archer. Archer. We like Archer. Um, <laughs> it's such a fun game. And do you know what? One one of the is- not issues, but one of the things I think that could be improved is they could have literally said in in the PlayStation version or whatever, just do the play the bonus games. They're that fun. You just just have a, a, sort of, a sort of mini game against your friends. I'd play it definitely. Um, how about? Ah, also, when you have your shield, quite a little, nice little touch. When you first have the shield, it's a very small IK Plus symbol. You've seen the logo. It's almost unreadable. Yeah. But if you get to a certain point, the shield is literally covered with the logo. Huge IK Plus. So little things like that, almost like a sort of nod that you're doing well, I, I think makes a little difference in this game. Yeah, nice touch. We'll if you are them. having bo- uh, bombs thrown at you, what's the best way of getting rid of said bombs? Give it a kick. Give it a kick. <laughs> don't run the opposite direction. Kick Just him kick away. It. Yeah. If you run away and let them explode, you don't die, but you get no points. So you have to be brave in this mini game. You have to kick away the bombs. Okay. Just like Bomberman. Just like Bomberman. <laughs> he was ahead of his time, Archer, wasn't this he? This is like, you know, <laughs> giving ideas to mm. everyone. And they're good fun. The kicking the ball, uh, kicking the balls, kicking the, kicking the bombs, <laughs> kicking, kicking the balls the bombs away is a good fun game. And you, again, you have to be brave. You have to, you have to judge your kicks well. You, and they're not just normal kicks. You have to do the sweet kicks. What are, what are? I'm kicking Dylan there. Sorry, Dylan. Thanks, mate. <laughs> <It's all right. laughs> but you have to do the right kick. And if you, if you judge it wrong, you don't kick the bomb away and you can, the shrapnel can hit you quite badly. Oof. The C64 version of the game only had the ball bouncing bonus game. But not the how, so. How do the bonus games end? Are they timed or well, no? As soon as you get knocked out, as soon as a bomb explodes, as soon as the bomb you, explodes. But it does get very hard. What about me. what about the ball? As soon as you get hit, as soon as you get okay, you go. <laughs> you fall to the ground. Um, it makes a chicken noise. <laughs> yeah, like a chicken noise. Um, so after every two rounds, as long as you're still alive, you do a bonus game, and you keep that racks up the points, and I assume that goes cool. towards your next belt as well. Um, yep, so the game can be played one or two player. At least one fighter is always controlled by the computer. Or is it? Oh, <laughs> I'll leave that there for a little bit. But the game itself, it's a two player game or one player, and there's going to be at least one computer player. Um, I spoke there's one background, but in the certain versions, I believe it's the Amiga, Atari, and C64, you can actually recolor the background. So there's a few little keys, use your keyboard. Um, can't really do it on the PlayStation version, but there you go. But a few little keys change the colours in the background, and there's some nice. We, they call these background antics. So, uh, uh, quite a famous video game character can sometimes pop across the background. Ooh. Who do you reckon that could be? 
what company and I'm not was sure this? if they're allowed to do. What, what, oh, is it a bit of a sneaky copyright? Yeah, I don't know if they're breach. Be a, shouldn't really be allowed to do this. Um, Pac Man. Yeah, it was Pac Man. Was it Pac Man? <laughs> it was a kind of 3 ish Pac Man character would appear. <laughs> Along the, the right, uh, also a spider would descend as well. A little spider would come down on the from the gate and up again. And my favorite, actually, I don't know what's my favorite, a U boats periscope would appear out of the water. <laughs> Look around, then just go back down again. <laughs> I'm like, obviously, spying yeah. on the latest on the big karate match going on. Why is it a U boat and not an allied submarine? What's <laughs> the giveaway? Mm, oh, okay. Yeah, a submarine. It's a submarine, yeah, a submarine. Here we go. I love this. If you press a certain key, I think this, this is on all versions of the game. It's also on the PlayStation version. You can make all the fighters' trousers fall down. <laughs> that's. I kid you not. That's okay. nice. I can't tell you the exact key, uh, but for I believe it's for the PlayStation version. I think it's the select button. If you press select, the free trousers. <laughs> you don't see anything. You know, it's, it's well covered. It's, it's all good, but you, you can actually stop the in in the play mid game. And make people's trousers fall down. But don't they have belts? The belts aren't very good. <laughs> They're not very, very good. <laughs> um, oh, and if you type, this is interesting, if you, on the Amiga version, if you type in some quite rude four-letter swear words, uh, the game would respond first by rebuking um, the player uh, for their use of language. And if you do it a second time, the game would reset. So don't Ooh. don't swear on the Amiga version. Oh, No typing swear words. Oh, yeah. Thanks. I know, right. Um, do you know what? This is probably a game that really taught me a lot about video games in the sense that it didn't have to have amazing graphics to be a great game. It taught me from an early age. Because think about it, Rob. I probably played this in 1987, 1988. I was probably about six or seven at the time. I don't know what. But great graphics do not make a great game. And this showed that you don't need... That's true. <laughs> <laughs> not necessarily. <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> We're definitely going to have to release these in the right order. <laughs> yeah. Yes, we're releasing <laughs> yeah. these in the right order. Don't worry. Oh. It, uh, but the it's simple graphics, but like I said there, guys, the animation is very fluent and the hit detection is amazing. Okay, if You you have to time your headbutt. You, it, obviously, it's easy to land the punch. It's not worth as many points. It's not. I think a headbutt gives you two points. On the Would six. you rate it as good as Bushido Blade? Better. Oh. Better. That was my, that was me going, (laughs) Was there ever a sequel to IK Plus? Bushido Blade. No. (laughs) IK minus. (laughs) You You did it. IK times. Interesting. IK two minuses make a plus. (laughs) (laughs) There was an international karate deluxe game. Deluxe. IK plus plus. I'm not even joking. IK plus, but. A plus plus only makes a plus though. It, so it's the same game. But it was, it was ready but unreleased. So that's a shame. So it was made but never. they realised they were making the same game, they had to stop. <laughs> possibly, possibly. Um, oh, I love this guy. I, I don't know who, he's, I think his name is called Ninja. He's, 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 he's called himself Ninja. But like Dianfurt. <laughs> this <Dianfurt>. guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm ninja, but the the ninja, ninja. <laughs> quite an interesting Sorry. program has has actually cracked the game IK Plus, and he's called it IK Plus Gold, and it's an unauthorized version of the game where you can actually play three players. So, so that, three players, oh, can and play the three game. players can can yeah. melee melee. IK Plus Gold is a version of IK Plus or IK Plus Plus. IK Plus Gold IK is a plus. version of IK Plus, but it's been cracked right, by okay, gotcha. Ninja. <laughs> Ninja cracked it. Cool, man. So we can so we can play on the arcade attack. All three of us potentially. Two thousand. Sorry, Rob. Sorry, Rob. We can't we can't let everyone play. Chappie is another robot with a personality. Chappie. We didn't say him <laughs> like last time. Oh, oh, stop it with your robots with personality. Yeah, this is a robot-free zone. IK Plus. There's no robot-free robots in this. zone, guys. Come on. Um, 
How was the game received and did it win any awards? I think it, look, um, the way that you said that with your eyebrows <laughs> clearly means that it won many awards and it probably ranks about 90%, 90%. I mean, in the late 80s, this must have been like mind blowing. Yeah, pretty novel. But then again, wasn't Double Dragon out by this point? Yeah, but mm. collision detection was across yeah. the platforms wasn't amazing. Mm. Yeah. Like, nowhere near as good as the arcade. Whereas this and, yeah. sounds spot on. It sounds, and I think pretty much every version is brilliant. I think there's there's not many stinkers out there. There's on a lot of platforms. Um, I think they're all pretty much as top notch. Give me some percentages. Do you want to hear some? Yep. Um, eighty eight percent from the games machine. That's stingy. And they said, T- uh, TGM. There you go. Um, uh, so yeah, first looked at Arch, uh, Ar- Arthur McLean. I think they got it wrong. Here. Arthur McLean, <laughs> McLean's. Um, so TGM uh, first. Uh, so the games machine first looked at uh, Arthur McLean's Fast and Furious <laughs> beat him as part of our Sorry, martial, Archer. as part of our martial arts action issue. The Amiga game plays the same as on the ST. The only difference are the slightly more attractive sunset eff- effect and some enhanced music. Gratuitous, uh, gratuitous pixel violence is especially good fun in IK Plus, <laughs> a must for Amiga owning fans of the genre. And was that contemporary, like that review? Uh, no, it's 1989. Okay. Do you want to hear? Oh, a- no, that's why I think it's stingy. But anyway, carry on. Amiga Power. Oh, Amiga Power. Which for some reason they they, they oh, gave it five percent. Oh, they they reviewed the budget re-release. <laughs> I think it was it was a hit. A oh. hit release arc, oh, okay. and that was a really good celebration. Right. But it was re-released. They'd done a sort of follow-up review, uh, but they only gave it eighty-five. They mm. said IK Plus is quite simply the best beat 'em up ever. But eighty-five. <laughs> it's okay, just, it's just on so, the Amiga. On the Amiga, okay. it's just so pleasing Brain. in every way. I've never, I've never met anyone who didn't love it. Get it, and you can love it too. <laughs> That's <laughs> a good eight, tip, isn't it? Nice. For eighty-five percent, I, I know, right? That's a bit harsh. <laughs> well, we're talking about a game. A, you know, that's a. We're talking about a magazine where they had fifty as the base. 85 is a long way over 50. There it is, is a long way over 50. It's like a mega 85%. That's a good name for a, for a screenplay. You should do that. It's a <laughs> yeah. long way over 50. It is. What did Amiga Computing say about IK Plus? Said it was the best thing since sliced bread. <laughs> they gave it 82. No. Okay. But I like this quote. I kept playing despite a hand which ached from gripping the joystick too hard and too long. <laughs> <laughs> Don't grip your joystick too long. (laughs) (laughs) Rob, we're a family-friendly podcast, thank you. Um, Do you want to hear some more? We've alienated a lot of people during this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Our one listener left is... Hello, he's still there. (laughs) Amiga Power. Archer was listening until they started calling him Arthur. I know. That that wasn't my my mistake. That was... um, (laughs) TGM. TGM. That's silly people at TGM. Um, That's why we're still around and they aren't. (laughs) Yeah. Exactly. In your face, TGM. Um... Amiga Power awarded it number 60 in the all-time top 100 Amiga games. What year? Um, 1991. And, um, oh, here we go. In November 1994, so quite late, issue 50, this was voted the seventh best all-time top 50 C64 game. Nice. It was. And it was a winner of a Golden Joystick Award for best 16-bit soundtrack as well. So there you go. 16-bit? Yeah, 16-bit. I guess that was on the Amiga. Yeah, Uh, yeah, it must be. Um, Yeah. 
Ah, nice. Uh, just to sort, of, we're getting towards the end. It's, you know, I, I, I think we've got a few views there from respected uh, journalists, but our Twitter followers chipped in a bit as well, didn't they? They did. They did. I chucked it out. I said, "What do you guys think of IK Plus?" You did chuck it out. It didn't quite Waluigi itself like before. The no, there was thing... no Twitter storm about IK Plus. No, no. Got, got a few friendly tweets. Do you want to hear them? Yes. We've got at games, uh, games, the system co. And he said, incredible game. We had IK Plus Gold running at a game night a few years back, and it was played more than any other game, including the ones on modern consoles. Still a marvel of game design after all this time. Interesting. Yeah. And um, I can't deny that. It doesn't... It, it, and do you know what? It's got that kind of simple graphics that doesn't mean it's... Hasn't lost its look in a sense. It's always been a kind of retro looking game, and I think that adds to it in a way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've got Anthony Durso here. The uh, We like Anthony Durso. Garfield. Anthony. A.K. Garfield and um, F. Durso two two four Durso. That's his Twitter handle, and um, he said, "Really looking forward to listening what you have to say, Adriano. I love martial art titles in general." Okay, mm. so that, mm. hopefully he's enjoying the pod. So there's a bit of praise for Adrian there. I As think it was more praise, praise for Adrian for than the actual plus. game. I love Arthur McLean. Yeah. <laughs> Arthur McLean. <laughs> Um, <laughs> he loves that. Just think how impressed he's going to be when he finds out you're an actual brown belt. Yeah, yeah. Yes, you're an actual brown belt. Mind blown. <laughs> Minded blown. <laughs> Andrew Fisher at Merman 1974. Oh yeah, Andy Fisher. Yeah, see him occasionally on things. We yeah. like him, and he says Amiga version is very good. Great music by Uncle Aunt Art, Uncle Art, and the new bomb bonus round is fun. There you go. Interesting. And uh, my last uh, tweet here was. Exio at Exio underscore DDL. It says, awesome. I spent hours on it. Multiplayer turns the game into something crazy with your mates. It gives a real arcade spirit with the intense games. Uh, GFX were good. Animation was smooth. Sound effects were really good. And the theme will always be in my retro. Uh, retro, please. Hmm? Retro, quite... please. <laughs> Many Easter eggs. Retro, if you please. <laughs> Many Easter eggs. And the... Like I said, guys, you can make trousers fall down. Name me another game where you can make someone's trousers fall down. Hold on. I'd really uh, rather not. Let, let's think about it. <laughs> this might take a while. Uh, 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 maybe a Legacy Larry game, but that's a different podcast. <laughs> <together. laughs> sure, I've seen it in a game before, though, in yeah. some context. Make your trousers fall down. Yeah. Was there a humiliation thing in one of the Mortal Kombat? Mortal Kombat. That's exactly what I was thinking. Maybe. Of, Aha, maybe Mortal Kombat there was. You get your oh, hands yeah. down. Mortal Kombat stole it, of course. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Hack <laughs> Plus, the most influential game of all time. <laughs> yeah. It is. I think it Do you want to hear some crazy point? facts just to finish off? Crazy, crazy facts. Love, oh, I love a crazy fact. The, um, the, the initial Atari ST version of IK Plus was looking very shoddy. <gasps> looking bad. Um, I'm not sure you made that version, but Archer McLean was not impressed, uh, with, with the Atari ST conversion. So he stepped in and do it himself. And do you know what's really clever? He'd never programmed on an ST ever before. So he thought, this ain't a good version. I'll do it myself. Thank you He's very much. He's a clever man. Come on. He is a clever man. He's um, been I'd around run, since we were like tiny, tiny yeah. and, you know. Since I was stuff. faking brown belts in jiu-jitsu, <laughs> he was actually making a proper kick-ass game. Um, hey, come on. You weren't faking. It was more like the beginning of Rocky 3. Yeah. Just plodding along. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you yeah. turned up. That was the main turned thing. Up. Yeah. Um, he was hand-picked. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it was like. Those setups. <laughs> All right, no, no more Rocky Free quotes. All right, right. Ah, the cover. I'm about to show you the cover. Actually, it didn't print out too well, but I think you can see this. The 1990 re-release of the Hit Squad budget label. Have you guys heard of heard of the Hit yeah, Squad? Yeah, Hit Squad yeah. budget label games. Yep, yep. This 
was their best-selling game, the Hit Squad's game, apparently. Um, and the the new cover, I'm sure I'm going to ask you what what martial art action movie heroes does this does this cover? Oh uh, God, let's show. see. Let's see. It's, let's see. I, it's kind of chopped off. I can see it upside down. Name the free player three people. Oh, um, there's. Oh yeah, I've got it here. Okay, uh, yeah, I can see the main one. Obviously, pretty sure I can see the second. I've got an idea. Yeah, let's have the a one look on the left, before you say. Hold on. It's well, more I've, facial. Oh my <laughs> god, that's so obvious. <laughs> yeah, like if you get this wrong now, it's gonna be embarrassing. Okay, let didn't have a quick little, yeah, yeah, little yeah, peek. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've got the middle one. I've got the right one because <laughs> the, the middle one is like a photo of him. So yeah. you know. <laughs> The left one is tenuous. But yeah, you could because but he's topless. You kind of know who's the big guy. Who's the main face? Steven Seagal. It is isn't Steven it? Seagal with some weird hair. Um, other, who other never did karate? Yeah, Chuck Norris. Yeah, yeah, but seventies Chuck Norris when he was yeah. in that Bruce Lee. Younger yeah. Chuck Norris. Younger Chuck Norris, correct. And then, and then the other guy would be a poor man's. Um, the other guy actually looked to me a little bit like a really young Lee Marvin. No, nope. I, mean, I know it's is not it supposed him, to be Van Damme. JCVD himself. Yeah. Let me have another look at that. <laughs> Let me see this John Claude Van Damme of yours. How did they find this artist who could either draw those people or found people who looked like all, looks all of them? Nothing like Van Damme. How did you get that? Well, mm. who knows? It's still pretty funny. There you go. It is. I mean, now, the other guy doesn't look like Chuck Norris either, but I can just no. tell by his beard and hair. Exactly. The Seagal one, though. I mean, that's. Yeah, it's literally kind of Seagal, but pretty more blatant. hair than he's had since he was 21. <laughs> Boom. Sorry, um, Steve. Pretty blatant. This was a popular game. And I said earlier it was Hit Squad's best ever budget setting game. Yeah. What games did it outsell on that particular label? So obviously we're talking about re-release so of the game Second Life. On, on the Amiga? Well, I think it was just the Amiga. No. Ice Climber? <laughs> yeah, well, I haven't got it here, but I've got some... Well, <clears throat> do you want to chuck some more towards me? Um, we're talking 80s games. Yeah, uh, kind of eight, late 80s games. Oh, late 80s. Um, there's, there's some big games here. You ready for, so, 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 yeah, go on, go on. Rainbow Islands. Oh. oh. Bubble oh, yeah. Bubble. Nice, Whoa. nice. Power Drift. Yay. Power Drift. Batman the movie. Don't Batman. remember that. But... Head Over Heels. <laughs> and New Zealand Story. New Zealand Story. Oh, oh, okay. New Zealand Story. Okay. Nice game. That's, you know, it's a Pretty big set of people games. like this game. It has it. And do you know what? I, I bought this recently because I haven't got an Amiga anymore. So I bought it recently on the PlayStation and I don't regret buying it. I had some super fun playing how it. Does, it's, how it's does it play conversion. on the PlayStation? Brilliant. Yeah. It's brilliant. Um, actually, I wanted to talk before I, um, stop rabbiting on. Where's my manual gone? I just want to quickly list off the moves because the moves are pretty clever. Um, there are a lot of moves in the game and basically you can punch and kick. Uh, by just pointing the directional pad in the right direction. Oh, okay. You, you can move left and right, uh, but if you keep the if you keep the action button held down, the X button, uh, while moving left and right, or diagonal up and down, you perform loads of different moves. A bit like body blows. A bit like body blows. <laughs> but it's smoother than body blows. It's smoother than body blows. <laughs> We've got the flying kick, the headbutt, the stomach kick, the high kick, the reverse foot sweep and turn, which are really... So you can face one way and do a reverse kick very quickly. Nice. Reverse face kick and turn around, the old backflip, and my personal favourite, the double face kick. Um, there's also we got a jump, uh, jump up. We got the front uh, face punch, the the walk forwards, Ooh, controversial move. The there. walk forwards, <laughs> the shin kick. We've got the foot sweep, the crouching stomach punch, and the walk backwards or block. And the refer- oh, I like this one backwards though. <laughs> or block. And we've got the reverse face punch and turn around. So literally five times as many moves as a certain other Amiga beat-em-up that came <laughs> yeah. out. Easy. Uh, like Sunshine. A, a but 
You can't you can't <laughs> jump over each other in this game, can you, Adrian? <laughs> you can backflip. You kind of don't jump. You kind of go past them. You can, you can go past them, them, but you can't jump over them, can you? No. Can you go past them? You can't jump over them, <laughs> and this game was got in its late 80s and early 90s. <laughs> so that shows that you don't need to jump over your opponent. What's the highest? You can go past them, though. You can go past. You can backflip past them. <laughs> All right then. What's the highest? Sunshine. Sunshine. There's there's two moves that can score you a thousand points. Which two moves do you think can score the, a thousand points? Double, double face, face kick. Double face kick's one of them. Headbutt and the headbutt, <laughs> and that's follow. I'll give you a couple of ones of eight hundred. We've got the the front face punch, uh, the reverse face punch, which looks awesome by the way. Uh, the flying kick. Apart from if you're being, getting punched in the face, it doesn't look so awesome from it that angle. The face kick and the back <laughs> face kick. There's, guys, there's <laughs> loads of moves, and you'd think, oh, you, you just, you can't just, it's not button smashing, there's only one button to press really, so you have to think strategically, you have to think about your players around you, left and right, you know, you can, you can change direction very quickly, you can do punches different ways, it's just a full action, top notch game. I, I actually love it to bits. Um, oh, I mentioned earlier there is a, I, I, I now I've got the key I've got the key on the Amiga version. You've got the secret as well. So this is the <laughs> secret. If you tap T, it will make everyone's trousers fall down. Um, so it just shows. I've got this. Someone else wrote this. Just shows that a black belt is only for display. <laughs> <laughs> boom boom. Um, but this was so popular with the Amiga version that they had to put it the port it to the CDT ver- CD32 version. Um, you had to use a special controller button for that. The PlayStation port got it as well. Like, like I said, it was also it was also included in the Game Boy Advance version, and you press the select button in that as well. So. Excellent. Um, I've got a few questions. Then we'll, we'll say say goodnight. Was it correct to make the PlayStation version a simple conversion of the original, or should a more ambitious t- uh, remake or reboot have been sh- made? What do you think? Definitely the second one. Do you know what like when you were describing it? Mm-hmm. Well, when you kind of showed us the screenshots that yep. reminded me of is when CDs came out. Hmm. And like the first generation, like generation of kind of CD, like kind of versions of stuff that've been out on vinyl, was basically like they don't really sound good because like they don't really have any of the bottom, like the bottom and top of like the vinyl kind of sonic thing gets kind of cut out. Yeah. So if you listen to stuff from the sixties, it kind of sounds wrong. So then they started remastering stuff. Mm -hmm. And what this reminds me of is that wave of kind of remaster CDs where literally. All they did was take the original just, recordings and yeah. turn the volume up like a notch or two. And, and just said, this will do. Yeah. But they might have lost a bit of the essence if they reshaped the um, game. Was it a full price PlayStation game? I, I don't know. Mind you, what year was it? 2003. 2003. I, 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 I can't answer that. It I would think it was like, like a £10 game, right? 2003 PS1 because they were doing that. that. Were they? For brand new. Yeah, yeah maybe. They were doing maybe. that. Surely you could have put that like in a batch disc with like a few oh, I think 20 quid or stuff. something yeah I don't think you would have got you wouldn't have paid more than 20 quid for that 20 quid's a lot though but for, for a, me a who, who can't play the game anymore because I can't I haven't got an Amiga anymore obviously it's broken my brother spilled lemonade on it uh, many years ago um, it was great to buy again it was great to play yeah, again no, it hasn't aged badly and for me personally it was not a bad investment 15 pounds well spent it's like the way they've done it would appeal to people like you had yep. it on previous platforms. Mm. It's not going to appeal to PlayStation gamers at the time, is it? Maybe. That's why I see it seems I odd that it wasn't on like some well. kind of compilation, maybe. Yeah, of older games. Yeah, of yeah. older games. Okay, that's an interesting show. Exactly. I, feel, that. I feel like there's a lot of space on that. Yeah, disc. That disc. yeah well, I thought they could add the bonus stages separately, for example. Yeah, they should, um, yeah maybe. But 
if they made new graphics, I don't know if it would lose part of its essence and part of its they allure. They just reskinned it, though. I mean, obviously, like... And play the original as well. Well, you just just overlay like decent graphics over mm. the top of it. You oh. could, yeah, you could leave the original on there as well. But but but, but and Dylan, leave yeah. and leave it. Equal I don't like want to between the two. Like. Yeah. <laughs> but earlier, in a, I can't remember what podcast you said it. You mm. you said that a remastered Monkey Islands are a waste of time. I know they don't. They so, look, they look terrible. So yeah. surely, well, well, it depends what audience you're. Yeah. You're um, pandering to, isn't it? With hmm. with that, you know, an early two thousands PlayStation game. I don't know what I don't know. It's a weird market, but it, hey, it worked on me, right? It, <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a they've strange, sold approximately it's a one copy. Release that <laughs> the time it came out, and I think maybe it, it seems odd as a standalone release in 2003 on the PlayStation. That's yeah, what it just seems like, strange. It does seem a bit strange. I won't deny yeah. that. But you know, I'm glad well, you can I'm play happy. it again. I'm happy. Yeah, no, I'm I'm happy for you, yes. dude. I'm happy that you can actually experience yeah. the original game, and you can just stick it in your PlayStation. Remind me, who, sorry, who published the PlayStation version? Uh, Ignition. Who Ignition were, name, I believe. What other kind of stuff did they do? I, I didn't look, actually, truthfully. Maybe I've never that's heard just of it. Like, they just got a property and... Yeah, it might have been a cheap yeah. license or something. Yeah. 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 Um, penultimate question. Have you ever played a fighting game with three players on the screen before? That's a bit odd, isn't it? No. <laughs> no, so. not head-to-head. No, not like, obviously, we've covered the Konami arcade stuff. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's not different. like a... Like, obviously, there's countless stolen... Stroll them, stroll them ups, <laughs> stroll them ups, stroll beat them ups. Um, but no, like this kind of setting, I don't think it hasn't been done since, has it? Well, do you know what? That's why I like Actually. the game. Oh, he's no. got, he got one. I don't know. No, I think, I think I'm getting it wrong. I thought the dragon on the Mega CD on the Ooh. Mega Drive. Might have done something similar. Well, the Bruce yes, Lee, the Bruce Lee I think game. You're right, actually. I've that is definitely ringing a bell. It does I a don't bell. know. I. Hmm. I remember that game being very bad, so I haven't played it for many <laughs> moons. So <laughs> yeah. it was well reviewed, from what I can recall. It yeah. wasn't. It wasn't good. Yeah, that's but, an interesting yeah. shout. You might it's have something there. Um, we'll look at that. Interesting. We'll look okay. At that. Well, I but, don't think it's been done well since. It's not been done well since. But I think that that slight twist on a typical fighting game was what made it stand out personally mm. a little bit. And final question: Do you think Archer or someone else, maybe Jim, for example, do you think they should look to make a new? Revised proper like IK plus two, or IK plus plus plus. <laughs> Is there a need for a new karate game? Because you know, there's not many karate games out there. Fighting games are a huge business now. I don't think it'd work on but, a current gen format. But if you did like a like well, a know. like a good indie game on Steam or something, yeah. and just release on there, it might be maybe. I think there'd be yeah. maybe would there be our kind of generation who'd go for it. So it wouldn't. I don't think it'd be worth like a big budget. PS4, Xbox. How about if thing? they said that you can make their trousers fall down the <laughs> I don't know. It'd be harder to hide things now with today's graphics. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's true. So, yeah. yeah. Well, look, guys, I, I'm a huge fan of IK+. Um, it brings back brilliant memories for me. I think I was a better karate player than I was a jiu-jitsu fighter. <laughs> um, <laughs> if, again... If you, if you love the game, get back to us. Let, let, let us know what you think. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We really hope you enjoyed it. If you want to get in touch regarding this week's episode or anything else, you can tweet us at ArcadeAttackUK, at KeithBarlow82, and at Arcade underscore Adriano. We're also on Facebook at Facebook.com slash ArcadeAttackUK. Please check out our website at arcadeattack.co.uk for lots of retro gaming goodness, interviews, reviews, features, top 10s, etc. And you can also find all our previous podcasts there. 
Our podcasts are available to stream from the website and are available to download for free from Stitcher, Podbean and iTunes, where you can also leave us a review and a rating, which we would really, really appreciate. So until next time, take care and we'll speak to you soon.